of the Living Geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We are going to talk about Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, NXT, and we're going to take some questions from Facebook and probably some other nonsense. My name is John, and joining me this week, as she is every week, trying to distract me because we thought video call would be a great idea this week, is... The Scotty Riggs to my Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Marianne, how's it going? I'm so proud of you for not laughing at that. I'm I'm also very proud. Is that that's Draco? That's I'm I've got a little pop figurine on top of a pen and I'm poking it up in front of the camera like <laughs> AKA Julian from The Flash. Yeah, whatever. He is wonderful on that, by the way. I almost took my giant this. I, what the hell is that? It's a it's a gambit action figure. Oh Jesus! All right. Still in the package. My God. Nerd. So, how are you? I'm good. Um, I uh, <laughs> I almost said auditioned. I interviewed for my mom retired last week, and I interviewed for her job, and I got her job. That is awesome. So I have Congrats. a full time job now, and I'm going to try and balance my part-time job on the weekends and do the full-time ones so because i have to save it for a car and and keep those sweet sweet shoe discounts mm, i had to go through okay so nobody else can see this but john can i moved back into my childhood bedroom over the past week yes and i never realized how much shit i had because i had to pack it up and then move it down here because we replaced the carpets and I have so many shoes that I straight up had to go through and make like a tabled word document of all of the shit that I was going to get rid of. And Holy sell. shit. It was a lot. And so I have like giant shipment boxes of shit that I'm getting rid of. So damn. Courtney wears an eight and a half, but I wear like a seven and a half eight because I was just going to be like dishing out shoes like if you were an eight man. But oh, you could have just given me a bunch when I when I finally hang out with her in person over the 4th of July weekend for the G1. You know, I have to find the ones I have that are eight and a half. So, yeah, but I had to go through all of them and it took me forever. But now I'm stuck in my childhood bedroom and there's like literally like traced handprints on the wall from when I was like 15. And then there's one of my little brother's hand when he was like 11 and his hand is like twice as big now. <laughs> and Lord. it's just I love the room is a mess. It's just all bad. How have you been? I've been well. Uh, that's pretty much about it. I have really nothing going on. I've been trying to catch up on the programs here. I'm pretty far yeah, behind. Yeah, you did your homework today. I did my homework this week. I did it more thoroughly than I usually do. What did you say? You were like, I took notes while watching it. And I, I took was notes like, while watching. I, 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 that's all I do. So no big deal. I usually... Pat on the back, John. You know, the only one I actually take notes of while I watch is SmackDown Live, I think. Because it's the A-show? Because it's the confirmed A-show. But, I mean, that might actually be different this week. Maybe. But you know what I noticed? I was showing somebody the fashion files. I didn't know that they did one when they were SmackDown in Fresno. Oh, did they? It's extremely funny. <laughs> well, then. Yeah, I'm... It's uh... very good. That's I think that's I don't I don't really have anything else of note that has been cool. John's going down to down south again this weekend, but not to PWG, which not, is OK, because Chuck Taylor's not booked. So you shouldn't have to go a, anyway. Uh, and, and I mean, best of the super juniors is currently happening. So half their roster isn't going to be there. Yeah, I think like I took one look at the card before they, the tickets went on sale and I was like, mm, nah. Yeah. I mean, but like, like I said, I don't go to the shows that Chuck Taylor isn't booked at. Fair. Have fair. They, don't they usually? Haven't they usually announced next month's card by now? No, they I do. Have no it idea. Like, I they looked. do it the Monday after. When I went, when I went to um, the APW show, I had talked with people about who they were going to end up having, to, who would be even available for like an All Star Weekend or Ebola. So. I'm sure they're still trying to figure all that shit out because this like this PWG show this weekend. It's a shame that the card is so like not as good 
because it might it might be air quotes Adam Cole's last show. No, it's totally his last show. Yeah, then why would they make the card so lame? Because <laughs> well, they didn't really have a choice because best of the Super Juniors and most of the people are over in Japan, and by most of them I mean just Marty and Ricochet and Osprey and Chuck Taylor's at Bulak's wedding. Yeah, so I mean, what you gonna do? All right, let's uh, let's talk to let's talk Monday Night Raw and possibly. One of the best Monday Night Raws I've seen in a while, in recent memory, at least. Yeah, and there aren't very many memories of Raw to choose from in terms of positive things. No. So, we start the show with Kurt Angle, and he comes out and gives us the extremely bad news. It, at least in my opinion. Apparently, uh, over on the Facebook page, people throwing some shade at the big man, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, like basically Kurt Angle opened it without even addressing that he had made Dean Ambrose GM the week before that. Didn't bring that up at all. Um, But he's basically saying like where Braun Strowman stands. And my opinion is that he still stands that he looks like a giant baby. So that's me throwing shade. That's fine. I mean, everyone apparently was super happy that uh, Braun Strowman got injured. Giant baby uh, got thrown into a dumpster. I really... uh... Maybe I'll touch on that a little later. I'm not really sure if I want to dive into that just because whatever. Anyway, Strowman's out for six months. So that sucks because, I mean, I was kind of starting to dig the Roman Strowman feud. Oh, why did I not even think of that? And I'm really upset. Oh, that leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. I don't like it. So now we find out. And I was a little confused about this. So at Extreme Rules. The giant baby and the big dog. (laughs) Oh, what, that's like a cute like card. I know. Or that's like when you buy a frame, that's the picture that's inside of it. A baby and a dog. I want to crudely Photoshop that. Some, but... Oh, my God. That would be funny. Somebody do that. Uh... So, so at Extreme Rules, I was a little confused here because it sounded like we were going to have a fatal five-way match, and then the winner of that match was going to face Brock the same night now i could be wrong and they could just be anyway extreme rules fatal five-way seth rollins samoa joe bray wyatt finn balor roman reigns all right yeah and i guess kurt angle had started like talking and then he went to go leave the ring and i was like oh my god like is this going to be a clean opening segment oh wait just kidding never mind and then the big dog comes out and he says hey i'm the big dog remember i beat the Undertaker, and then John bought my shirt. I Dude, should be the number one contender. I feel so hard for Roman. Like, he's trying so hard. Like, he's improved so much, and he's John's favorite wrestler, and still everyone hates him. So, post-Shield, though, the Believe That slogan makes no sense. Yeah. They need to stop having that. It just says, Believe That! And I'm like, Believe <laughs> what? That hasn't been a thing for, like, years. So Also, ro- he needs new music. Oh, he does. Definitely. Turn him heel, give him new music. It'll be like the Usos. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about the Usos. We'll get in we'll get into it. So the big dog says his peace, and then the Balor dog is here. Everyone has dog nicknames this week, Marianne. <laughs> Dude, why was Kurt Angle standing there uncomfortably in the rain oh looking god. like he was trying to hide a boner? Didn't he look so weird when he was standing? <laughs> I was talking to Kyle and I was like Dude, what is up with Kurt Angle? He looked like if you played any of like the like WWE, not the 2K17 games, but a little older, that was almost looked like how they would stand when they were like not moving. Like it was so strange and I couldn't stop looking at him. I was like, why is he standing like that? He looks like either like somebody that's trying to hide something like a stain on their pants or he's hiding a boner or if his hands were behind his back it'd be like a kid that is holding something behind their back but that's the way he was standing i was like what is he trying to hide right now but that whole thing with roman out there it has me thinking that he's actually trying to go heal albeit too gently (laughs) even if the the powers that be don't want him to that's fair yeah i know and then finn Balor came out looking weirdly hot for some reason Uh uh-oh yeah no, he's not on the list. Oh, okay. All right. Don't don't Sorry, get list I got, excited. I got an itchy trigger finger over here apparently. <laughs> yeah, but then you're going to it's going to slow down later cuz you never know when I'm going to do it later. Sure. <laughs> and then after 
Finn Balor comes out, the Samoa dog is here now. Okay, this segment got way out of hand. I didn't care. <laughs> quickly in the most predictable way possible. Like, yeah. the second Finn came out, I'm like, oh, all these fuckers are going to come out watch. Everybody coming out. And they did. And then dude, all and all heck broke loose. Dude, Samoa Joe, like, he broke it down, though, in, like, his own Samoa Joe math. Like, a 12-step program. Good for um, him. <laughs> In an atten- like for an attention span, like short attention span people like me yeah. to understand. Like, I don't know, step by step program for better results with Samoa Joe. <laughs> and then Bray does some subpar black magic shit and no one's surprised and everybody ends up out there. But uh for once though, speaking of Bray Wyatt, I just want someone to no sell the shit out of Bray's gimmick because that would be the closest thing I can think of of me being in a wrestling ring. Who do you hate more, Bray Wyatt or Big Breakfast? Oh man. Big Breakfast. She thought about it though. No, no because I I You really just Bray- wanted a Big Breakfast. Is that why you were like, man, I could go for some breakfast items right Dude, now? I had a sick breakfast sandwich from the donut place down the street. Just wanted to share that. But anyways, Seth interrupted. Thank God. Remember when I was saying last week how Seth, I'm, sl- he, I'm slowly liking him more and more? Yes. I feel like if anybody was going to no-sell Bray, it would be Seth. Fair. F- you, yeah. I don't know. Um, but then like all hell broke loose, like you said, and Finn was just killing it in his role as the odd man out. Well, I said I said all heck was breaking loose, okay? I'm trying to keep it PG over here. It was a brawl, but it was Finn was just brawl. like lying there. And I'm like, man, he's killing it, just being odd. Out on the side, just hanging out, just chilling, <laughs> like he didn't know what to do. I don't know. We but then have the fan in the Dolph Ziggler shirt on Monday Night Raw. Wow, that person is lost on like seven different levels. I said nothing depresses me more than seeing someone in public, especially on live TV, in a Dolph Ziggler shirt. Yes, I know I own one, but I would never fucking wear it oh, in public. I wasn't gonna bring that up. You brought it up. Yeah. I was going to just let you have that. Ryan Nemeth is a superior Nemeth. Agreed. Agreed. And he isn't even on television. He's just living life. He's He's just living life and writing books. He's so great. He has has a remote control floating shark that he just floats around his house. It's already better than than his brother. Yeah. Already. 100%. Yeah. And he signs books and is awesome. Confirmed. We then had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I don't know if you saw this. Did you, right. No, like there was after that though. It showed backstage with Kurt. Oh, and yes. sorry, because you know you know how like I only watched like the abridged version of Raw. Yes, but it had the the backstage with Kurt, and he's like divvying out matches to like Seth and like Roman and Finn, and for some reason Bray wasn't there, but I don't care. And why is it? Did you notice this? It was kind of a theme for like the actually no, it's just Kurt Kurt Angle in general. Just why is he always so stressed out? Like. A dude who just found out he's a father and has no idea what to do. I don't know. Maybe Why he's is he just dad over- Kurt? Maybe he's overwhelmed. He's dad Kurt. Remember, dad like, Kurt. is he the new? Is he the new dad Kane? No, absolutely not. So he doesn't. He's not all stressed out with his too many kids, and he's a single father. Like that's the way he behaved. He like didn't know how to handle. He like, just found out he had a bunch of kids. That's what's happening. He, he's like, wait a I minute, what? Uh, let's see. We had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I don't have any notes on that match. I don't even what know if you saw What is the point it. in even making that a singles match? I don't know. I think they're just trying to, uh, prolong this Sheamus-Cesaro-Hardy feud. I mean, not that I'm complaining about Cesaro being on TV because he is... Where's the button? Cesaro is really hot, you guys. You just made the list! Um, Seamus holding Jeff's legs and like Jeff spun backwards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Catching him in the chin—that was refreshing to watch. Vintage Sh- Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Seamus with that completely unnecessary and very poorly executed skin the cat. <laughs> yes, for no. Re- I love after he did it, he was like, ha ha. He was hella winded. <laughs> but he was like so excited that he did it. Dude, I think Cesaro, like. I think Cesaro, the day Cesaro start, decided to rock a kilt was the day he turned heel. Yeah. Like, Confirmed. my name is Cesaro. Kilt Zaro if you're nasty. Kilt Zaro. If you're nasty. We <laughs> had, after that match, we had Alicia Fox taking on Sasha Banks. And surprise, surprise, Alicia Fox wins with an axe kick. 
That's my favorite move ever. I watched the end of that and I was like, yes, my girl still has it. Yes. I mean, it's Good weird that her. she beat Sasha Banks, but nah, whatever. Fox is a great wrestler. Yes. That was really cool. I was I was uh, taken aback, if you will. But pleasantly. Yes. We then had another great match. In, and you know what? I, w- I actually said I was... Oh, no. You know what? I wasn't sad about, about oh, no. this. It was something else. I'm sorry. I was sad that we weren't going to get any more Ambrose Big Breakfast matches, not Miz Ambrose matches, because that would have made no sense. Because yeah. they're on the same show. So, uh, we, we, But we do get another great Miz Ambrose match for the Intercontinental Championship. Did you notice those Let's Go Miz chants? I did. In 2017. The year of our, our Lord, Tetsuya Miz. Naito. Miz. Oh, fine, Miz. Um, Dean has a new shirt and Corey said, something I don't nice like about it. him. I don't like it either. Mostly because I had said this on the Facebook page. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no good. Dean goes Ambro. Is that what it says? Un- unhinged. unhinged. And that doesn't make any sense because Dean is unhinged, good and bad. So it's like when saying it doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. somebody didn't think it out and it's done in that alcohol it's, style. Yes. And I'm like, I don't like it mostly because that's a Chuck Taylor thing. Lots of wrestlers do it, I guess, but Chuck Taylor does it. Right. But I saw it as Dean has a new shirt. Corey said several nice things about him before the match even started. Then I was like, well, he's not losing a title this match. So Um, spoiler alert. No, I mean, (laughs) I was fine with the finish, which was a DQ finish. I thought the match overall was very good. I loved the rebound clothesline counter into the skull crushing finale i thought that, that was, was great. great just good shit good it shit was, ambrose did moves like that he doesn't normally do yeah. like most of the time i'm like okay the day that ambrose doesn't do a rebound clothesline will be the day hell freezes over <laughs> speaking of which did you see that chuck taylor got booked at roh <laughs> I did see that, and good for him. The internet imploded that day. I know, and then Chuck Taylor tweeted a picture of the sign for hell, and it was frozen. I guess he and uh, the Booker man finally buried the hatchet. But yeah, Dean Ambrose did a swinging neckbreaker. Yes, Um, he did. He did that weird cradle thing where Miz almost won. And then Ambrose did like a oh a weird... yeah okay I know what you're talking about I can't remember what Corey called it I know what you're talking about though so but fine. yeah that was cool looking and I find myself rolling my eyes a lot at Dean though lately yeah and the, that um, bums me out I roll du- my eyes the WWF in your house house uh, is we're pretty down on Ambrose we're pretty can we talk about Miz kid though there was a Miz kid there was a Miz ringside that was so hyped for Miz. Oh wow! That How I did I not see it? This? And was like, yes. Like, he was like, Miss, come on, Miss, you're awesome. And I was like, this kid has good taste. Good for him. Great for him. But yeah, I'm not even offended that you guys are down on Ambrose because I am too. Like, I by default want good things for him, and I know he's capable of better. But I can totally see him being like stale as shit. Like Dean Ambrose yeah, is like the Zack Saber Junior right now. Wow! 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 I said it. You said it. My oh, goodness. also, how much do you hate the novelty Enzo hair hats? I I dislike them greatly. <laughs> that but, means he's officially not cool anymore, right? I guess, yeah. But I feel like his career is like over now. You know whose career isn't over? Alexa Bliss's. You just made the list. Nailed it. Yes. She fucking killed it on the mic. Okay, so also, Marianne, <laughs> you have because I feel like you're coming around on Alexa Bliss, which is good. I love it. Um, you have to listen to. She was on Talk is Jericho this week, and it's it's so good. It is. It's so good. She fucking nailed it. Like her Im- like her improv skills were like off the charts. Like what did what did she say? Those what chants? If she you're was a like, failure, say what? She and then she was like, "That's what I thought," and I was like, "Oh, that was so quick witted." Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. And then Bailey comes out and she says some things. I and. She invokes a rematch, and then Alexa was like, extreme pogo sticking or whatever, and I was like, oh, I see what you did there, because you know Bailey actually does that. <laughs> and then Her uh, name on Up, Up, Down, Down is Pogo. That's amazing. Um, and she, why do, okay, first of all, why does, they always are like, Bailey, you're such a little kid, go sit at the kitty's table, and, and I was like, dude, if I was Bailey, like, like in that position, I would cut into her right quick with a comeback. I'd be like, bitch, I'm 28. Bitch, I'm doing- 28. If she said that, oh my <laughs> God, could you imagine? 
I would have been like, first of all, don't be telling me like I don't know the rules of how extreme rules work. Don't tell me I'm ex- like not extreme. Have you seen what I wear on a daily basis? I <laughs> hug people. That's pretty extreme. Everybody's extreme on some level. Bitch, I'm fucking 28. I've been doing this twice, maybe three times longer than you. So good. <laughs> I don't know. I just I was just like, Bailey. Yeah. Bailey. Come on. But Alexa beat her with a kendo stick. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was great. And then she got Although she did look awkward with the way she hit her. Like Yeah. It was weird. Like she would did it left handed. Yeah. Oh, maybe she's left handed. But then she like held it like is she ambidextrous? I don't know. You should uh That'd be great. I'll I'll at reply her on, on Twitter and ask. So we then had a Kurt Angle Miz segment backstage with Maurice yelling at Kurt Angle in French, and I think he said, "What did he say?" Toulouse. I don't know. It was ridiculous. And then, just we le GM or some shit just, like that. Oh, gold freaking medalist is what he said. Yeah, <laughs> just we gold freaking medalist. That was great. And then out of nowhere, the Drifter plays us a song and then drifts Dude, away. Kurt's face says it all when. When Elias Samson comes on, if you look at Kurt Angle's face, it's the funniest fucking thing. It's like cartoonishly surprised. <laughs> I want that to be a thing where Elias, like, first of all, what a brilliant way to end an already awkward segment. Yes. Just totally make it even more awkward and then make it end. But I want that to be a thing where Elias Samson just wanders around in the back shots of stuff. <laughs> yes, he should. <laughs> like everywhere. a crazy homeless person. Oh, my God. And it doesn't even matter. And like the thing is, you wouldn't know when he was going to come up. It would just be like randomly like it'll be just people hanging out backstage and he just walks by and he has like <laughs> something that would be hilarious. I Yeah, I'm totally down with that. <laughs> Um, we had Neville and TJP, who is now actually going by TJP, uh, versus Jack Gallagher and Austin Aries. Do you have any thoughts on this match? I couldn't watch it. Perfect. Moving on. Abridged. <laughs> we had Finn Balor taking on Roman Reigns. You skipped the backstage with Bailey and Kurt, where he made a fucking kendo stick on a pole match. Terrible. Yeah, Bailey's face made that pretty obvious. Very very not good bad creative bad uh finn balor versus roman reigns this match was uh a lot of fun i thought it was very good did Corey really call seth finn's best friend i don't recall that i'm pretty sure that's what he said dear god there was a great picture i posted on tumblr of the two of them standing next to each other on the ramp holding fan art and smiling like giggly little kids (laughs) that's great standing next to each other and i was like oh that's cute (laughs) <laughs> but yeah roman speared that post really hard and then the drive by oh. i thought the drive by into the post so you know that like double leg kick thing he does yeah i thought that was awesome i thought this it match was. was very good yeah it um, was really good i did find it strange that we're trying to hi- well i mean no i guess i didn't really find it that strange we're trying to hype up finn balor again but we're but he's already hyped yeah but he is he staying hyped, hyped? <laughs> god damn it um i should have told you did i text you and tell you to watch mojo rally's instagram stories i don't think you did you i should have done that because they were fucking brilliant i honestly it was just him shouting remember. at his dad oh my god because mojo rally talks in all caps yes but he it was just him going dad did you miss me and his dad was like let me think about it <laughs> no not really <laughs> and he was like dad why would you say that this is for my instagram story all my followers can hear this <laughs> oh my god and then he was like, Dad, do you love me? And he's like, no. And he's like, why not? And he's like, because you're a meathead. You're a total meathead. He's a meathead. And I was like, this is adorable. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Mojo segue. <laughs> so we then had, all I have is Goldust hates our truth for no reason. Did you see this? No. No. Okay. So Goldust turned on our truth. Okay. And he beat him up. Next song. He's just mad because our truths finisher is fucking sick. True. We had, great. we had Enzo and Cass came out, but then Titus o- the Titus brand came out, and Titus O'Neil is having a TED Talk, which I thought was so funny. He's like, you guys need to come watch my TED Talk at UCLA on Sunday. Is that an actual thing? I think so. I didn't look it up, but if it is, is it a for TED him, Talk on how to be a dad? I don't know. I hope so. On how to be a good dad? 
<laughs> and then we had Big Cass taking on Sudis O'Neill <laughs> because he was in a suit. And yeah, that was a match, and Big Cass won. Oh my God. We then had our main event of the evening, which apparently for the first time ever in singles competition was Seth Rollins taking on Bray Wyatt. Uh, this match was very fun. I had a good time with it. And then Samoa Joe came out. Bray spent a whole two and a half minutes getting to the ring. I timed it. Oh, my God. Fucking takes too long. You know who doesn't take that long? Big breakfast. Mm. <laughs> You're, you've come around on one half of Sparkle Wolf. Soon. No, it will never be both Soon. halves. It's one or the other. Soon. Um, That's fine. I'll take Alexa Bliss. Um, Seth wrestled really well in that match. Sling Blade aside. Um, because you know that he loves doing those. And Finn's doing too. it too. I, you, they should have a match to see, decide who can do that. It'll be like Sling, Sling, Blade, Sling Blade City. Sling Blade City. That's a terrible chant. All right, so I, it, was, it was so bad I couldn't even say it. So Samoa Joe ruins the match, and then Samoa He's Joe and Bray Wyatt they kind of face off for a second, and then they start beating the shit out of Seth Rollins, and then Bray Wyatt gives Samoa Joe the sister Abigail, and I went fuck yes, this is awesome. And then once again at the end of a Monday Night Raw, Bray Wyatt stands tall. Okay, but he did. He like did what they called a clothesline and it was fucking stupid. And it was like a before a near fall and he did a clothesline that looked fucking dumb because it just looked like a punch to the chest. And they're like, look at that wicked clothesline. I'm like, no, he just hit him in the chest really hard. Sometimes. Fuck you, Bray. Wow. Mo <sighs> moving on to SmackDown Live. I Actually, I really o overall enjoyed Raw. I thought it was very good. I did as well. SmackDown Live, the new face or the new new face of America. Kevin Owens is out. And he says some things. And then AJ Styles comes out. And he also says some things. And then Jinder Mahal comes out. And he also says some things. Marianne, care to elaborate? There wasn't really much to elaborate on. Perfect. Let's talk other, about the other fashion than files. That, I went, oh, Jinder Mahal came out for some reason. Then I was like, oh, wait, he's his guest. I guess. Whatever. Let's talk about those fashion file graphics. Wait, first of all, we're not even going to talk about that match. There was a match? Yeah. Oh, AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal. I didn't even... Fuck, John. I apparently <laughs> didn't even watch this match just because I was like, I don't care. Could First of all, no. Could you have pictured that match a year ago? No. Yeah. But you know what? Good for Jinder Mahal. Yeah, that's what that's what Dad Shane said on Talking Smack. He did but, say that. Uh, Kevin Owens favors Jinder for the title at Backlash. Um, I hope it happens. That... They did like a tripping baseball slide thing into like a like this jumping like falling forearm thing, and that sequence was fucking sick. I mean, Jinder and, can go. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Jinder Mahal won with that because the Singh brothers changed their last name to something generically Indian. Um. The Bollywood boys, the former Bollywood boys. Yes, but yeah, let's talk about the fashion files because it was fucking great. Oh my. Fucking God. Fashion file graphics. Perfect. Wee -oo, wee -oo. Day one is H. <laughs> our, our day one will be H. I was, this is the best. This is the fucking best. Like, God damn. I'm just it's so funny. It's so good. Like, it's basically every week we are watching Zoolander. Basically. I and just like I am totally fine with that. I like how Fandango can't say reconnaissance. <laughs> what did he actually end up trying, like saying? Did Re reconnaissance? So, no, know. but then he changed it to some. It was ugh. Uh, he, he changed it to a simpler synonym. Yes, that's like what undercover. He, yes, but I went I like, undercover. Yes, I like how Breeze was like Exhibit A: Baron Corbin, three shirts, <laughs> all, all wolves. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then he went straight to, instead of saying Exhibit B, he said Exhibit 2. <laughs> and then after that, he was like, Exhibit U. Day 1 is H. Day 1 is H. And then he was like, what does that even mean? I don't know what that means. And I was like, I feel you, Fandango. I don't know what it means either. I want I want a Day 1 is H shirt. 
Could you imagine? They but should just spaced out. No, it should just say day one ish, but the H should be a different, a different color. color. Yeah. Or it should be like super sparkly and fashionable. No, what you could do is when they they'll probably make day one ish shirts. Do they already have them? I don't see them on on. Uh... If, when they do get one, and I could take fabric paint and print and. Spray sparkly fabric paint the h honestly i'm in love with new nasty uso so much i probably wouldn't want you to do that to it well i would do it which i would straight up do it to mine i would which brings um, us though do you have wait, more though, go ahead sorry tyler breeze is so far undercover that he becomes the janitor again and then he just street screams urinal cakes out of nowhere <laughs> urinal cakes oh <laughs> what my god Versace's name am i even wearing <laughs> fuck yes the best <laughs> and then at the end like honestly the sheer length of that freeze frame shot oh yes they an award for that oh my god is so good youtube doesn't do it justice if you try and watch it on youtube because it cuts it right afterwards yeah but if you watched it on hulu and whatnot it draws it out and it's awkwardly long and oh the fact god. that they don't laugh is so funny to me but at the end when they were like then our day will be h our day will be H. It's so fucking great. God, <sighs> the best. So good. So good. You need to watch the Fresno one, though. That one's really funny. Uh, this is breaking news. I'm just looking at Facebook right now. A uh, friend of the show, Vince, is apparently at Hamilton and didn't invite me. Thanks, Vince. <laughs> I have something to cheer you up. The Fresno episode, they're listing off all of the crimes that the Uggos have done. Yes. And then they were like... <laughs> They're twins, and Tyler Breeze is like identity theft, and they're just turning everything that they do into crimes. Oh my god! And they're like they walk around like they own the place, and then Tyler Breeze was like jaywalking, and then Fandango says and Jimmy walking, and I was like Jimmy walking, jaywalking, and Jimmy walking. Oh fuck yes! I was crying. I was laughing so hard because it's like you had so to good. like hear it like it's not something that was really obvious it's just like and jimmy walking and i was like oh my god this is like magic it's so perfect so we then had brizongo who they should just be called the fashion police at this point taking on the colognes and is fandango's new finisher the falcon arrow because if it is it should be i love him even more than I originally did, as we just spoke about. He did that, like, that backwards swinging in Ziguri thing. Yeah. That was so sick. Hells but yes. Honestly, them walking to the ring is great enough, but I want my boobs to move the way Fandango's pecs move when he walks. I, all right. I've just ruined it for you, sorry. I don't even know. Um, all right, cool. I when mean, he walks, state your needs. jiggle, like, a lot. You gotta um, state your needs. You stated them. The Usos came out and spit fire as usual. Oh my god! And How they are they them so amazing? Oh, that was brilliant. The I Usos... couldn't even make a joke about Miranda rights. I couldn't even make that a pun, and I'm sorry. The Usos are so goddamn amazing. <laughs> I don't even know how to put into words how good this has been for them to just be heels and be for both of those teams. Yes, it's so like, good. Honestly, I get the Love feeling it. though that. Brizongo have like literally have no idea what they're saying when they talk to them. Like no. they are it's it's not that they're like no selling it, it's that they actually don't understand them. No, they don't. They have no <laughs> Which idea. Which is hilarious, but I couldn't think of a joke because they were like reading off their like you have the right to do this, and I'm like, I can't make a Miranda rights joke. I can't think of anything. Like there's no puns to go with it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to my Lord and Savior Becky Lynch. There's no puns for Miranda rights. Oh no, there aren't. And I'm so bummed out. If you guys can think of any, let us know. Yes, please let us know at Tornado Tag Radio on Twitter. So, I don't watch contract signings. No thanks. We did have Naomi taking on Carmella, and they got a good length of time. Good for them. Um, did you have any thoughts on this match? Did you even see this um, match? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, so, Ellsworth gets kicked out, and then Tamina gets kicked out, and Natalia. But I just wrote down Tamina, and then I went, oh, and Natalia too. But I didn't notice because I don't care. Um, Naomi is one of the better female wrestlers on the roster, on both rosters. Can we talk about how, at the after the match was over, how she kicked the shit out of Tamina? Yeah, and then I was she like, remember, remember Team Bad? <laughs> yeah, Team Bad. What happened to that? Nothing. <laughs> like It's like it no nothing happened, and they don't even know each other anymore. But 
Carmela obviously won with the distraction, but I my biggest question is why does Natalia look like a cartoon villain? I don't know. All the time? I have no idea. I don't have an answer. She she looks like a cartoon villain of a cat that got turned into a person. Like Fair. I She would take one, that as a compliment. The one thing she's missing is cat ears. Actually, I feel like at one point she did have cat ears. Oh, that's even fucking worse. I feel. My next note is oh Jesus fucking Christ, it's Dolph Ziggler. I didn't watch any of this because I don't care. Yeah, he said he said something about everybody's hyped for this. And I was like, should I watch three seconds more for this just in case Mojo Rally comes up? And then I went, mm, no. Oh, that this was the segment where he's like, I'm going to show you all the great things he did. And then did like footage. Not f- I was just like, fuck off. This is so annoying. I think I had said a while ago when Dolph Ziggler's entrance, like it ha- would have like the old entrance. I don't know if they still do it, but it had like. Uh, clips in the back shot of all the like Dolph Ziggler like fans and stuff and I'm like where are they getting this footage from <laughs> of all these Dolph Ziggler fans from 2011 yeah that, I think that's what somebody said I was like where are they getting this footage from it's fucking that's not real <laughs> oh we then had Sammy Zayn backstage and Sammy said you know what I'm a little hungry do you know what I could use a big breakfast hold on for a second though Damn. He was saying stuff about constantly, re- like, I am a constant reminder to him that. And he's like, I know why Baron Corbin is this. And I was like, you're a constant reminder to him that happiness exists. And that's why he doesn't like you. It's true. That's what he should have said. Because Sami Zayn is confirmed the happiest person on planet Earth. Um, but he's granted his match, obviously, at Backlash against Big Breakfast. But, like, Sami Zayn is all thinking that Corbin feels threatened by him. When in reality, it's probably just because he's annoyed with how happy he is. True. No, that's like legitimately shoot the reason. Like Sammy is just or or the most likely reason is that Breakfast just hates ska music. Oh man, he probably does. Wow. It's a music a music um battle. A yeah, battle of genres. Baron Corbin, no doubt, has like Seth Rollins level shitty taste in music. Seth Rollins, I think I had said this wow. before. I cannot I cannot find it anywhere. There was a really great interview with Roman Reigns where he said, I should have known not to trust Seth because he only has one taste in music and doesn't listen to anything else. And you should never trust anybody that only listens to one type of music. Well, that one type of music he listens to is metal. (laughs) No, it is not. Yeah, it is. It's pop metal. Are you kidding? Pop metal. Fine. New metal. Okay. But yeah, he only listens to one genre of music. And Roman's like, that's really suspicious. I should have known. (laughs) But I feel like that's what Baron Corbin's like. Fair, probably. Now, we have main event time. We have Randy Orton, the man who does not dive, uh, taking on Baron Corbin. And uh, all I have written down is, ha, that finish was great. And honestly, I can't even remember what it was. I feel like Baron Corbin slid out of the ring and back into the ring. Because he loves doing that. I think he slid out of the ring, into the ring, and caught an RKO for his troubles. Yeah, I because think. he does that. It's so it's so predictable. He'll slide like out one corner and come back in. But pop quiz, did I watch this match? No, probably not. Yeah, ha, of course not. Um, That's fine. Let's talk about talk and smack, shall we? It's predictable as fuck, the ending, though. Talk and smack. Now, this was uh, more by request of friend of the show, Dan who uh, held the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and also met our Lord and Savior Tetsui and Naito. Good for you, Dan. Having a grand old time up in Canada. Uh, he said you need to watch this Eric Rowan segment, and I said, sure, I'm down. I'm actually watching everything in a timely manner this week, so let's do it. Why not? Uh, holy crap. What did you think of the Eric Rowan stuff? Okay, Eric Rowan... For those of you who did not watch it, it was regular setup of Talking Smack, right? And so it's Renee and Dad Shane talking, and then all of a sudden things get real awkward, and Eric Rowan wanders into the shop with this giant like burlap sack, and he throws it on the table, and he goes, I want to show you something. And all I could think was, oh my god, there's no way there, there's not like a dead bird in this bag. Like if you have a cat and it leaves like a dead bird as a present on your stoop right. because it wants you to be proud. Yes. Yeah. That's what I felt like Eric Rowan was just going to, are you proud of me, dad? With like a dead bird. <laughs> um, but he wanders on. He's like, I have something to show you. And it, things just got really fucking awkward. And he was just talking crazy shit. I'm like, this is what Bray needs to be. Like yeah. Eric Rowan is 10 times creepier than Bray. And he doesn't even have special effects. Like Eric Rowan is like believably a serial killer. <laughs> 
but he just starts pulling out sheep masks. It's like arts and crafts with Eric Rowan. Yes. Different sheep masks. Painted different colors. And each one had a different personality. Yeah. Sheep masks for every color of the rainbow. I actually thoroughly enjoy whatever he's doing. The only problem with this is when he takes off the masks, he's not like that anymore. So how do you work this in? I think literally all of his emotions depend on what mask he's wearing. Which is great. I think it's great. I think that's fucking brilliant. The funniest thing, though, like I had written in huge letters, oh my god, LOL, was when he gave Renee the balloon and he immediately popped it and it was brilliantly timed. (laughs) He gives her this balloon and she goes, thank you, and then he immediately pops it out of nowhere and she's like, oh my god. (laughs) It was great. It was so creepy and he just starts pulling out masks and he was like, he was like, I would like very much if I got my, he starts talking about family and how, like, there was parts of it where I would drift in and out of being feeling really bad for him and then being terrified. He did a very good job. And I think that's why Dan wanted us to watch it because he didn't even know what to feel. No, he had no idea. I did you? No, not really. But I I think Dan said, I don't know if I loved it or I hated it. And then I, loved I, it, I, think. I think I actually loved it. I thought it was really good. Because they're doing something with him, and I thought it yeah. was fucking brilliant. Like now, and yes. it was it was very organic feeling. Yeah, it didn't seem like overly processed from him. I don't know about Dad Shane and Renee. Well, Dad Shane looked like he was about to bolt like the entire time. Yeah, but he was dadding it up over there. Um, but he just kept pulling out all these different masks and all different colors and just throwing them yeah. behind him and throwing one like past Dad Shane and like. It was just weird. And he was like, for me and all my friends. And he like moved the bag and it's like, oh, my God, there's more masks. In yeah. There. How many are there? How many feelings are there? It's good stuff. I liked it. And once he run out, runs out of masks, does he run out of feelings? I have no idea. Dude. <laughs> so arts, arts, crafts and feelings with Eric Rowan. I'm writing that down. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he was just talking about family, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really sad. Like, I felt bad for him. But he is, like, more convincingly psychotic than Bray is. Yeah. And he didn't even have to laugh, really. I mean, he did, and it was really scary because he sounded kind of like a goat. Like a sheepy goat thing behind the mask when he did it. Because he only laughed behind the mask, and that was horrifying. Yes, it was. But thank you, Dan, for making us watch that. Yes, thank you. Because it was great. Uh, 205 Live starts off. With uh, the returning Grand, Grand Metalik, who we haven't seen in a while, taking on uh, Noem Dar. You just made the list. Uh, he's so cute. How did you feel about this match? I thought it was uh, it was John, a fun Noem Dar match. is so cute. <laughs> I understand, but how did you feel about the match? First of all, did you see Lucha Dragon's kid again? No, I didn't. That fucking weirds me out every time I see a Lucha Dragon's kid. I'm like, you do realize that implies you like Sin Cara, right? Oh, small child, you are so poorly misled. Womp womp. Um, Noem Dar stomping on an unsuspecting Metallique and then walking around like these the fucking Max from Where the Wild Things Are. <laughs> you notice that? Yeah. Where he like stomped on him and then he was walking around with his arms up like a monster. And I was like, okay, where's your little onesie with the little ears? <gasps> that would be so cute. Oh my God. With the little scepter. Noem Dar wins this match. Dude, though, Grand Metalik with basically a zero gravity jumping back elbow thing. So good. He like floated. He's but great. I hate leopard print until I saw Noam Dar wearing leopard print, and now I love leopard print. But that's also the same could be said for zebra print and Mojo Rally. Ah, there you have it. Because both of those people are on my list. Mojo Rally is perfect. You just made the list. Thank you, because he doesn't appear on any of these, and I love him so much. I can't wait for him to actually show up so we can actually talk about him and have a reason to. Anyways, next match. Speaking of showing up, Cedric Alexander is going to be back next week. Very excited about that. I've missed you, Cedric Alexander. Have you really? You don't sound like you just No, I really have. He needs to be on the show. They need to start mixing it up, because I'm sick of seeing Tony Nice taking on Mustafa Ali. (laughs) First of all, it went to Dasha interviewing Kendrick, though. I didn't and my, watch that. My thought was, why is Dasha's choker that she's wearing so fucking extra? Like, she's wearing a choker around her neck, and it was right. so thick and huge. And I was like, I'm just getting flashbacks of the girl with the ribbon around her neck. Oh, God. Horror story of when I was a kid. I'm yeah. like, dude, if you took it off, where her head fall off? 
It might. It was just so thick and extra, and I couldn't handle it. But anyways, Tony Nice, I guess that's his name, versus Mustafa. Oh, Mustafa Ali. You Thank just you. Made the list. I feel like the only reason we watch 205 Live is because there's so many people on your list on it. Maybe, but Nice was like gets up there and he starts counting his abs like. He was like, oh, it's like you have an eight pack, like some kind of physical anomaly that you should be proud of. Fuck you. When R- Ricochet is still alive. Ricochet is still alive. <laughs> you will never. You will never. still alive. <laughs> God, Trevor Mann. But fucking goddamn Bulak. Oh, Bulak saved me because I didn't have to watch Tony Nese wrestle. Dude, he ambushed him from behind. And I hate this Gulak angle. And then I saw that his face was shaved. And then I was like, maybe I like this because I feel like it's going towards him being Michael Scott from The Office. Basically. He just looks like he got fed up. He really like, did. And Yeah. Like the fed. copy machine broke and he's like, I fucking had it. Like, and he's done. <laughs> like, he looks like he got ripped from a workplace sitcom. He does. He really yeah, does. Yeah. But I, it's, it, I, I like, I hate it. But at the same time, it reminds me so much of his gimmick-ish for when he was in Chikara. Yeah, I could see that. Like the Drew Nobody Likes You yes. <laughs> gimmick. Yeah, that one. Um, it, it's very it's very easy for him to be corporate gulag. Yeah. Uh, main event was TJP taking on Austin Aries. Uh, match was fine. Did you not see the Jack Gallagher segment? I did. I, I don't you know. have to, you have to at least talk about Corey and Tom not being able to stop laughing. That after was that, ridic- ended. that was ridiculous. The whole thing they was were, ridiculous. They could not. They were genuinely laughing like the, really hard. It was it, it was ridiculous. Like there was a point where there wasn't even any noise coming out because they were laughing so hard. Yeah, like because Tom kept saying poof, and then Corey was like, "Stop poof. saying poof!" He's like, and "Who then says they poof?" Stop laughing. He was like, but poof. And I was like, this is hilarious. Like just seeing them in their natural environment. And you're, it's like, aha, I caught you two actually getting along. I know you two get along <laughs> in real life. I fucking know it. Uh, TJP Aries was all right. It ended with um, a gentleman Jack of fucking fools up. And that's pretty much it. Right? Yeah. But I looked at it like, first of all. Um, I feel like we've seen this match before. Cause yes, have. that is that should be the title of 205 Live. I feel like I've seen this match before. Can you please tweet that? I just, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm so, that's why I'm so glad to see Grand Metalik and to see fucking Cedric Alexander coming back because it's like, good fucking Lord. It's like you have so many other people to choose from and you just haven't. And like I had said, I was like, Tony Nice. Tony Nese versus Mustafa Ali. We've seen that match like four times already. Well, Mustafa Ali's great. That's fine. Yes, he is. Tony Nese is not great. But that match, like, I like to think that as a wrestler or even in general, like, my personality would be a pretty even blend between Austin Aries and Chuck Taylor, just based on what I see Austin Aries do. Uh Uh-huh. But TJP was obviously working over Aries' injury. Yes. And, and then he dabs. And I was like, okay, that, first of all, very heel move because you know everyone hates it. But part of me, I bet that every time TJP dabs, he dies a little more inside. He has to. Like, he sells his soul to the devil and, like, eventually he will become a ring wraith. Oh, wow. What a, what a gimmick change that would be. It just becomes a ring wraith. But that move, that transition into the last chancery at the very end, fucking sick. Very good. It was very good. Enjoyable. But let's, yeah. Let's talk NXT. Somewhat quickly because uh, we still got questions. Oh, yeah. I don't have very many notes on this, obviously. So I mean, we, I watched it, but... We opened the show with uh, Drew McIntyre taking on, I guess, podcast favorite, Sean Maluda. I like um, Sean Maluda. Why? I just, I, if I accidentally call him Drew Galloway, I'm sorry. But I had tweeted this earlier. Why does he always look like he's fixing to slay a dragon? That's how he just goes in the battle. Dragon he walks slay. around in everyday life like that, though. True. Like, that's just, that's just his, his presence is I'm going to slay a dragon. Yeah. But Sean Maluda, like, he comes out and I'm like, oh, it's this guy, the one that looks like. His trunks look like he captured all the flags. Yes. <laughs> and then turned them into a wearable accessory. Oh, yeah. But 
Drew McIntyre like busted his eye and then yeah. for some reason thought it would be a good idea to headbutt Maluda anyways. But he ends up winning with a single leg Yakuza kick, whatever that is. I'm sure there's them, a name for it. Are all of them single legs? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you told me, John told me to skip the recaps, but my love for Pete Dunn is strong and yeah. So oh, yeah, I skipped that. I skipped it. I love Pete Dunn. So any I chance love I can see a little bit. I love what I noticed though is Pete Dunn wears a mouth guard and he still has a chipped tooth. What a fucking badass. <laughs> but he's also English. True. Anyways, Lacey Evans versus not Daria anymore. Oh yeah. It's Sonia Deville now. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even notice. Wow. Okay, so we've never really we have not seen uh Lacey Evans wrestle before. What do you think? And I don't like her. Oh, you don't like her. I do not like her. I hate her gimmick. She looks terrible and awkward in her outfit. All she knows how to do is turn around. Like that's all she has with her gimmick is just to do turns. And I'm like, if you're going to be a dainty southern belle sailor, look, you could actually first of all be dainty. You're not. Well. Wow. Like she just she just doesn't look good and I don't like her. Like her gimmick just doesn't sell. Like she's not believable. She's not convincing. She doesn't look good. Well, I don't like right. the way she looks. Wow. I don't like her. <laughs> Marianne doesn't like the way she looks and Marianne guarantees it. I uh, I that don't was like my her men's gimmick. Wear, that was she my came men's out and I was like joke. I know it was a joke, but I just I that's fine. I don't get it. She needs something else. Like, it just doesn't look good on her. It's like Nia Jax always wearing outfits that don't look good on her. And this girl, it doesn't it doesn't translate well at yeah. all. Fair. Uh, I thought the match was, was all right. I'm, I'm Sonya. That's so weird. She's not Daria anymore. All right. Sonya Deville. Daria, except not. Yeah. I... <laughs> I think she's greatly improved, and I actually yes. thought she's she's been pretty good for a while anyway, so. She was good when we saw her in NXT. Yes, she was. She yeah, was when very she good. came to San Jose. Yes. Uh, we then had Cassius Ono Back up, I just realized it's not Oni Lorcan week. It isn't. No Oni Lorcan this week. We had Bummer. Cassius Ono taking on Andrade Cien Almas. The Tranquilo and, is strong with this one. Oh my god, an Ingovernable shout out in this match. I made a note about that. Oh, my God. Uh, this match was pretty good. I had a really fun time with this match. It's one of the better matches I've seen on NXT in a little while. Granted, I didn't watch last week's Atami Roddy match, which I heard was very good. But Despite Roddy being shitty and having <laughs> shitty little boots. Yeah, apparently so. Now, I want to talk about one moment when um, CN goes to the outside and Ono looks like he's going to like dive on him, but he does that. I don't is it a front cartwheel help me out here where he goes over the ropes and then lands on his feet on the outside and walked up the ramp when he just links his arms behind the ropes no not that one he does he goes like over the rope and does like a, a handstand you mean like Chuck Taylor's greatest move ever yes but he does it to the outside <laughs> and he uh, he landed on his that. feet and he turned around and it would be like a walkover yes and he turns around and almost is like coming at him and he boots him directly right in, the in the fucking head. That was insane. I have I watched it three times. You did not. I did. I rewound it three times and watched him kick him in the face. Sadly it enough, it looks nuts. It, that's the type of thing. It's like I remember I did that when I saw Alberto Del Rio kick Jack Swagger in the face. Yes, because that was fucking brutal, and oh I rewound it a billion times. And then I also, because I do that too with those moves. But then I also rewound the Tom Phillips and Corey Graves laughing like three oh times because I thought it was so funny. Those priorities. Two. Then we had a. Um... I like though how Nigel dropped the Ingo Bernables thing like he thought of it. Yes. <laughs> Hey, I'm fine with it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Then we had an Atami uh, Bobby Roode thing, and I didn't watch it. Yeah, neither did I. Okay, we have um, a bunch of questions from Facebook. So um, J. Tyler Brown asks, is Jinder Mahal a good choice to be champion? He has uh, been, or has he been put over in the past couple of weeks? Like, has he... Yes, I think he'd be a good champion for a little while. Give him a month. Why not? Randall's been champion 13 times. Randall. Let him have it. Uh, he also asks Usos Brizongo, who you got? Who is H? Uh, side note. None of your business. Side note. Do you expect 
Tripp's appearance during the tag team matchup at Backlash saying, is H, is H, I am H. I wouldn't mind it. Um, who do I got? I I hope Brizongo wins. I think I really be fun. hope Brizongo wins. But the Usos are so great that I just I, I don't I don't know. I I would say I that Brizongo is H. There we go. Yeah, Brizongo Brizongo is H because Fundango does a Falcon Arrow as a finisher. Yes, confirmed. Uh, Ray Ray asks because he, he just posted that Kenny King is going to be on The Bachelorette. Uh, he wanted to know which wrestler would be great as a contestant on that show. Marianne, I will let you take this question. Um, I honestly think Fondango. Enter- what? Be, I think Fondango would be great on it. That was my answer, and I was also going to say just for entertainment purposes and because you need that douchebag Dolph Ziggler. Yes, that would be interesting too. And he says same goes for women wrestlers going on The Bachelor. I guess a former backstage interviewer for NXT was on The Bachelor. Women's wrestler? Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox would be great. As I, her character. No. Deal off. Uh, I, I'd say... Fandango would be fucking hilarious. I feel like... Uh, I think Becky would be fun on, on The Bachelor. I know she's dating someone right now, but whatever. Yeah, and then so is Alicia. Who else? I think that's We'll it. think of someone really great. I don't know. I think Fandango would be like the one and only answer. Wow. There's something that got five replies on the, on a Holland question. Uh-oh. So, so Holland asks, did the infamous dive tweet have some truth to how predictable an indie wrestling match uh, is in terms of how they're put together? Um, how fucking dare you, Holland? It's a good question. It is. But still, how fucking dare you? Uh, I mean, indie with an <clears throat> I.E. I honestly didn't have as visceral a reaction to the dive tweet as everyone else either. did. Um, I honestly like thought it was kind of funny. Also, and... you should think it's funny also because Gulak, being such a hardcore, has been an indie, hadn't been an indie wrestler forever, took that picture with Randy Orton. That was the best. I absolutely loved that. So this is so good. Um, I don't think it had any truth to how predictable an indie. I mean, some of them are super predictable because they they're a touring match, so you kind of know. Like last year, the touring match that everyone was talking about was uh, Marty and Osprey, and their matches for the most part were pretty similar. And this year, the touring match has been, for me at least, has been uh, Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews, but. And I don't know if we mentioned it. They had a match a couple of weeks ago, or I was watching it, and I was like, this match is different than the match they had before that and the match they had before that. So they switch it up. They could wrestle blindfolded, and they've said that. I just (laughs) think think it varies. I think I don't know. I think it might have a little truth, but not too much truth. I think that you could say as the dive thing, the same thing to go with super kicks. I feel like there's too many super kicks, and that's not just in Young Bucks matches. Young Bucks are the most predictable wrestlers on planet Earth. Super kick party. No, thanks. I'd rather stay in. Holland also asks, with Alberto El Patron's random ass... I don't even want to talk about him. Like, Patron, I don't even want to talk about him. tequila. I'm drunk on margaritas at Patron. Um, he, uh, he said, uh, do you concur that guys like Roderick Strong, Bobby Roode, Cassius Ono, Hideo Itami are wasted talent in NXT? Same goes for a vet like Asuka. Can't just name a bunch of dudes who were big stars before WWE. Uh, it's been debated since the rise of NXT. Just wondering how you feel about it nowadays. All right, let's go through that list. Well, I Bobby... actually kind of agree with what he's saying, though. Okay. I don't know how to explain why I kind of agree, but I see where he's coming from with that. But then again, you have to think about it like there's not a, a limited supply of wrestlers. You're not going to be able to give all of it to everyone. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense, especially when you have a, a TV show that's only uh, an hour every week. That's true. Well, even even but just main roster, even with main roster yeah. stuff, there's only so much you can do and you can't make room for everybody. Yeah. 
All right. So, so that's what makes a business so hard. Let's go through this list. Well, Bobby okay. Roode's Bobby Roode's the NXT champion, so I don't really know. I I, I almost wonder if if wasted are they wasted in NXT because. Holland says wasted on NXT, not wasted in NXT. If it was wasted in NXT, I'd probably say three of the two of those guys should be up on the main roster, and that's Cash Sono and Bobby Roode. Hideo Tommy, sorry, is too injury prone. It's that's just what it is. Also, he's boring. Marianne thinks he's boring, which is fine. I I forgot to mention when watching nxt literally after every commercial break or after everything like it was just a giant hideo atomic oh they like, were shoving teaser. it down our throat and it was way too much and i was like i if possible don't like him more like i'm not interested i don't care stop trying to make hideo atomic happen he's not going to happen gretchen anyway sorry i'm reading everyone's post here this is a it's a great post guys but i'm just trying to figure out I don't think. I mean, it's kind of hard to say that the two current champions are are wasted. I mean, yeah, I know all these dudes were big star and Oscar. They were all big stars before WWE. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, let's see. Jay Tyler follows that up with, um, "Is it a waste or is it an advertised training course for the main product? Is WWE taking opportunity to sell access?" to their training for the main product to help in making the audience aware of upcoming talent. I mean, that's a good counterpoint. I mean, I'm nodding my head in agreement. (laughs) So uh, wasted talent in NXT. I mean, I don't think so. There are some people I feel like, like Oscar needs to come up to the main roster. Apparently there's some article somewhere where she's beaten Goldberg's undefeated streak. Yeah. Which which is, is believable, which is believable and awesome. So I think it's time. I think and and the picture of that article is Goldberg looking very upset, and I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I don't know. That's a lot. Holland also asked. Oh God, <sighs> with he asks a Dolph Ziggler question. Uh, with Wait, Z- what is it? I want to know. <laughs> with Ziggler and Nakamura angle reaching a milestone with Nakamura's debut at Backlash this weekend. Um, do you feel? I, do you f- I stopped paying attention halfway through that question. Do you feel Ziggler's angle is pretty much the embodiment of your average WWE fan or non wrestling smart watching the product? That's actually I didn't, and I'm just gonna give him the old love on that question. I didn't think about it that way. I didn't think of Dolph Ziggler playing the WWE guy who doesn't know anything about what this person has done outside of main roster because technically he hasn't done anything and they always say, well, it doesn't matter till you get to WWE. They did that with AJ Styles for like four months. I didn't think about that. That kind of actually, reverse? yeah, I mean, that kind of actually makes it a little more interesting, but it's still Dolph that's Ziggler. that's weirdly deep. Yeah, it's it's weirdly deep, but it's it's. Would still we give Dolph them Ziggler. that much credit? And he, uh, so, yes, I do. And I don't know if that's what they're going for, but if it is, I mean, there you go. Uh, He's still boring, though. Still boring. Walter asks. I don't think Walter's ever asked a question. He may have. I'm not sure. Hello, Walter. Uh, with the new U.S. champion being crowned at the New Japan shows that I, John Pingle, will be attending with the Miss Courtney Rose. Uh, anyway. Uh, this year, who do you think should be the first champion? Oh, that's a great question, and I think it's almost easily answered by um, Michael Elgin. Big, Big Mike, Mike? <laughs> I beat Nailed you to it. it. <laughs> so either Michael Elgin or I don't know. It's got to be Michael Elgin. You know what though would be super cool if it was motherfucking Juice Robinson. I would I be down with that. Now. I would be down. I'm down that. with Juice. That's um. That's all like the questions. actual Juice. That's all the questions. Uh, we did not preview Backlash or NXT, and I will tell you why we're not going to preview them because, and I haven't told Marianne this yet. We're good. No, we're not going. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, the I, I don't even know how I respond to that. The previously mentioned Courtney Rose will be joining us next week um, because she will be at both Backlash and. NXT TakeOver Chicago. I just made a face where if I didn't blink, it would have started hurting. So she's going to join us next week. And at least I think she is. 
I have to double check because when we usually record, she said, I can't do that because she will actually be on a plane to the UK to go watch the Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Very jealous. So she, and after that, she said she'd come on again. So maybe I'll just plug in whatever. Yeah, do that. I can't remember what we said. It's been a long week and I'm uh, just ready, ready for the weekend. Anyway, you got anything else? Um, No. Actually, surprisingly, right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my my shirts to come in the mail. For some bizarre reason, I didn't get a Cesaro shirt. Now I'm confused. Strange. Yeah, I know. I for ordered. My, if you guys are going to Fanime, I'm going to be there. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do Seth. Um, hopefully, I'll do Seth. I ordered. I mean, I don't think there's um, enough days to do Seth. I want everyone to go to uh, Joel the Number Two Sleep dot com and go check out his shirts. He made the uh, I Feel Like Naito shirt that I own, and he just made a short sleeve version of it, which I actually also bought. You, of course, did. So I have a short sleeve and a long sleeve. He also, I think he sent one to Andrade, and he wore it on his Instagram today. That's fucking great. Which is very cool. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Um, Yeah, so let's get to those plugs. Yes, let's do that. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Huge shout-out to Finally North. They do our music, soundcloud.com slash finallynorth or finallynorth.com. And head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Support Tornado Tag Radio and all of the other podcasts on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash notlg. Huge shout-out to Chris, who I will see very soon in Long Beach when we were watching the programs together and having a good time talking about how great everyone in Los Ingobernables de Japón is. Ingobernables. He is our newest Patreon. Go check him out on Twitter. Brazilian underscore Fury. Good dude. I think that's it. I feel like I wanted to shout some more people out. Oh, uh, shout out to Richard and Oscar, who I work with. Um, Shout out to them for having a full-blown WCW uh, conversation. And um, I felt bad because I was doing work and I couldn't get involved in it. It was very sad. Oh, man. Mortis and Wrath were mentioned and I feel like Raven was mentioned at one point. So, And that's what made you sad. Yeah. So that is it for us this week. Join us again next week as we talk about more pro graps and all that good stuff. There's only one thing left to do, so man, if you will... Ring the bell! <laughs>